Session 2, August 23rd, 2012. So where were we? Alright, school. I was nervous as shit when mom dropped me off at the gates on my first day, but it was worse than I'd even imagined. Right off the fucking bat I was picked on. I have no idea why. I wasn't a weird looking kid or anything. I wasn't a nerd. I wasn't a punk. I wasn't scrawny or fat. Maybe it was just the fact that I was a new face in an old town. Hell, I was so nondescript that they couldn't even come up with a degrading nickname for me. I was just, hey asshole, plain and simple. I didn't get bit up real bad or anything. Just shoved, taunted, tripped, you know, that kind of shit. The teachers weren't much better either. The first class of the day was biology, and Mr. Barnaby was a total bastard. He looked like a human version of a vulture, with a personality to match. He chewed me out in front of the whole class of having their own textbook out. Hell, my concentration wasn't the best with all that had happened. It wasn't a big deal. You know, that still pisses me off, if you can't tell. But yeah, after that first day I was feeling so shitty I was seriously contemplating suicide. I thought, what the hell? Life is a miserable old bitch. Don't see much point in it. May as well kiss the barrel of a gun goodnight. I know that sounds pretty melodramatic, but it's the truth. The rest of the week was pretty much the same, though made slightly more bearable by the decision to spend as much time as I could with my headphones on. I drifted from class to class, disconnected and taciturn, a silent ghost wandering the halls of AHS. When the end of class bell rang on Friday afternoon, it was the most welcoming sound I'd ever heard. Relief flooded through my veins, and I felt the anxiety that had been churning in my stomach like a miniature storm subside, and then dissipate. I imagine it's a similar feeling to the one that an inmate has, once the prison gates are open for him to walk out a free man. I stepped out of the school and sucked the cold fall air deep into my lungs. As the kids rushed past, yelling and screaming, I slipped my headphones over my ears and pressed play on the Walkman. The Nirvana cassette hadn't left the machine since her journey from NorCal. Man, that album had soothed the pain. In fact, I still put it on when I'm feeling pretty low. You'd think that it would open up too many old wounds, but it doesn't. I don't know why. I walked over to the curb and waited beside a tall sycamore for Mom to come and pick me up. She should have already been there, but she got tied up at the grocery store or something. I was halfway through Scentless Apprentice when somebody tapped me on the shoulder. I spun around, ready to come out swinging. Turned out I didn't have to. Three kids stood there, two boys and a girl. The guy who had tapped me on the shoulder raised his hands, you know, that universal gesture for it. It's okay, buddy. The three of them were dressed in dark jeans and ratty black sweaters, canvas messenger bags slung around their shoulders. The first guy had longish blonde hair and a home job tattoo of a bat on his neck. It was his eyes, though, that were the most prominent part of his appearance. They were a pale blue hue and seemed calculating while intensely feverish. The other dude was brown-haired, pretty stocky, and wore dark glasses, despite the season. And the girl was hella pretty. I swear to God, my heart momentarily stopped to my chest. I've never experienced anything like it ever since. She had long auburn hair and the prettiest green eyes. She had a nose ring, too. Man, she was everything I'd ever wanted in a girl. I'd never even seen a girl naked, you see. I only kissed a small handful, so I was pretty much rendered speechless when in such close proximity of such a gorgeous creature. 
Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Or maybe I'm not. You're the Freudian one here, not me. I slipped my headphones off and just stood there, dumbstruck. The blonde-haired guy smiled at me. Man, it was such a welcoming sight. You could almost feel the sincerity radiating off of him. Or at least I thought so at the time. Nice choice of tunes, mate. The cute is British. I didn't know what part of England, but I don't think it was the north. He was articulate, you know. I don't know terribly much about the dialects of the country, but I do know that they have a kind of funny way of speaking in the northern parts. Anyway, this kid overhears what I'm listening to, comes up behind me, taps me on the shoulder and compliments my music taste. It was the nicest gesture that I've received all week. It meant a lot, actually. Thanks, I said. You're new, right? Yeah. Well, I'm James, and this here's Carl, and this is Heather. Heather, such a pretty name. She said hello and smiled. Man, that smile is still etched in my mind so vividly. I can't remember if Carl said hi or not. Everything else just seemed to blur around me. Oh, man. Hey, James said. Not too many people around here with taste in music like we do. You're probably thinking that's weird being so close to the birthplace of grunge. That's exactly what I thought when I first moved here, but it's true. So us three, we stick together. I guess what I'm saying is you should hang around with us, mate. Most of the other kids that go to school are right twats. Yeah, that'd be cool, I said, hardly believing my luck. Great. Well, write down your number or something, and I'll give you a ring sometime tomorrow. See ya, well, I don't think you told us your name. It's Mark. Great, pleased to meet you, Mark. You'll be hearing from me soon. He shook my hand, and the three of them walked away along the sidewalk. A little further down the street, Heather turned around and waved. I was standing there dumbstruck. I hadn't even realized that my mom had pulled up to the curb until she hammered on the horn. It was good to see you again, Mark. Same time next week.